0: Alcoholics live double lives, Mm. you know, especially when you're in the stage of dependence. You try as much as you can to show that it is not a problem. It's not a problem. Because you also notice. Yeah. You also notice you're struggling. You're trying to stop, but you can't. Yeah. When you see most of these advertisements, they know how to hit the point. Yeah. The fun times. Yes. They, They always show togetherness. Yes. And like, you really need to enjoy this particular drink. And the latest research is showing that um, there are seven cancers that one uh, uh, stands at risk Mm. to when you use alcohol. Mm.
1: Hello and welcome to the Wheat podcast. My name is Maggie and through this podcast I hope that we can delve deeper into issues and have holistic conversations on situations and things that you would normally ponder about and ask, what is that? Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Wheat Podcast. My name is Maggie, I'm your host. And today we are on a very interesting conversation that I'm really excited to have. I'm really excited to talk about alcoholism. Like what is that? We really want to get to the depth of what it looks like. We There's what we know. But it is something else to speak to someone who has conquered and gone through it and, you know, talks about it very passionately. So I'm very excited to be joined by Nkatha. Mm, hi. <laughs> oh, thank you.
0: Thank you. Nkatha.
1: <laughs> uh, I met you, uh, is it now two years? No? um yeah it it's is almost year.
0: it's a year last year oh, 20, I met you. I'm
1: 2022 i met in Qatar at the unmothering of the woman event and uh, you introduced yourself to me mm. and from then we've been in touch yes. actually we've been in touch and for that person who does not know who is in Qatar,
0: thank you so much for mm-hmm. hosting me i'm so excited like literally yeah um and Katha is a mother. Mm. Um, I love Jesus. And uh, I like to call myself a recovery coach mm. uh, because of uh, overcoming alcoholism. Mm. And um, currently six years, about seven months sober.
1: Nice.
0: And um, just by a push oh, oh, of God to share my testimony. Uh, last year is when I remembered, oh my goodness, I had a... A certain mm. past, mm. so I call it. We call, I call myself a recovery coach, chairperson of Graceful Youth Recovery Center. We focus on awareness, prevention in schools, institutions, mm. communities. Um, chairperson, Graceful Youth Climate Action, mm. yeah, which you is a are group.
1: Passionate about that.
0: Yeah, that that came uh, about a few months back. Yeah, where we decided to use planting trees. Mm. Uh, with the youth, mm. because every other day we have people reaching out to us, and especially the young people, and so we decided why not create a movement? So mm. they join in and become members, and we are going with them to these schools, mm. and we have a mentorship program. And there's a bigger picture, you know, when we talk about climate change mitigation, and uh, then there's also a summit we call sober Living Youth Summit oh i'm a founder of that oh, wow. where we bring in different experts in mental health addictions the highlight is usually the testimonies of those people who are in recovery those who have used different drugs they are better mm-hmm. some have been sober um years others months and we do these summits in schools in 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 universities we've done with corporates in the mm. in the communities grassroots so that people in the community in different setups can know addiction is a disease Mm. and it is treatable, it is manageable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a mental health issue. Love it. Did you say you're a nutritionist?
1: Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) By profession. (laughs) Yeah. By profession, I'm a nutritionist. Yeah. I've been practicing for about 15 years now. Oh, nice. When I met you,
1: I knew you were a nutritionist. In yes. fact, I saved Mkatha, nutritionist. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows me as And then my friend was looking for a nutritionist. Yes. I looked for you. And then you said, you know what? I'm focusing on addiction yes. and alcoholism. Yes. So you are not like generalizing the nutrition. And I love that. that you are, At that point, you were
0: specifically, I'm dealing with this right now. When when I was drawn to this field of advocacy, mm. Um, It was very clear it it would need all my attention. And so most of my clients, I referred to other nutritionists. Mm. And um, once everything was settled, we also do uh, a lot of nutrition when it comes to mental health. Because when we're dealing with the mind, when we're dealing with addictions, you cannot separate Nutrition. Um, nutrition. Yes. And so we've also brought it on board mm. so that we give a holistic um approach to treatment, to rec- to recovery. So I don't practice nutrition the as a broadly used to. aspect, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So in exactly one or two minutes of knowing katha you will know that she is passionate yeah. about sober living <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i have followed all your stories i love i just love the passion Thank you. and behind it i know there is a story yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. and i was like i think this is the perfect person to come and you know have this discussion about mm. alcoholism yeah.
0: how how do you define alcoholism by the way Oh wow, alcoholism. Alcoholism is um is a condition whereby um you are using alcohol mm. and um it has exposed you to lots of risk to your health, physically, emotionally, and you still use it. Mm. So um that despite the dire consequences to your health, you're still mm. you're still using it mm. because You're dependent on it. You can't live Mm. without it. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you're an alcoholic or you have an addiction. Mm -hmm. And addictions can be substance and Mm non-substance. So it's not only limited to the alcohol, to the drugs, which could be prescription drugs, Mm. or the um, uh, narcotics, the illegal drugs. Mm. Uh, It also includes habits. It could be gambling Mm -hmm. or porn. Mm. So it's that Controlling um, habit or substance mm. that you have tried to stop, you're unable. It mm. has control over, over your you. life, okay. and it is now causing harm. harm. Yeah. 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 So where does Catha's
1: story begin with this journey? Ah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I never ever thought about it until last year mm-hmm. when. Um, I had a nudge from God to speak about the alcoholism and the past. And it was a dark past. Mm. Um, And so last year being five years sober um, was the very first time I was able to reflect why did I reflect this? Because even as I was being asked to address, mm. I had so many reasons as to why I couldn't do it. Mm. I was thinking of what will people think about me. Mm. I was thinking about my family. What will Still people five say? five years. In? In? Yeah, yes. Now, you know, coming public uh, yeah. and just admitting and saying, I, I struggled with alcoholism. Yes. Yeah. And so it was three days of anguish, of, of just breakdown. I couldn't even do anything. Really? Oh, it was tough. It was tough. But on the fourth day, I understood. Because after facing all those, um, let's call it stigma. Mm. Overcoming stigma. Yeah. Mm. It was now and the condemnation and the self-hate. You know, you think you've recovered really fully, but I don't think I had. But on the fourth day, just accepting that this is the route that Mm -hmm. God wants me to use is when I was able to just look back. It started when I was an 18-year-old student. Brought up in a very uh, stable home, we we lacked for nothing, Mm. and the rules were a lot strict. Very strict. Very strict. strict. (laughs) Don't do, don't do, don't do. Were they, for lack of a better word, very
1: religious as well? No, just
0: strict. They were God fearing. but just strict very strict strict it? and and i believe the strictness was more of guidance you know avoiding back now yeah yeah and so uh one of the things was uh avoid alcohol mm. avoid relationships that are not beneficial you know the men you mm. know and 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 just focus on your life and your future mm. and so fast forward um after high school um My dream was to be a pilot, Mm. and uh, I shared with my parents. They were excited, and I went to flying school. Mm. In fact, um, I always remember uh, giving them the prospectus of the school. I wanted to go only for my father to just tell me, chill, I'll take you. Mm -hmm. I understand these things. Mm. He worked at an organization that has the largest aviation maintenance. I didn't know. It was a motor company. He was a chief accountant. And they had an aviation, arm. and obviously, mm. it had a flying school. So that's the flying school I went to, and life was good because I was doing what I loved. And uh, that environment came as a shock because people came in driving their cars. Mm. People would talk about the fun they had, you know. And I'm wondering, okay, am I the one who's <laughs> who's living in a different world? <laughs> I started questioning myself. So, unconsciously, the guys who um, I'd hung out with, when they would talk about their fun Mm. uh, uh, moments, uh, then those ideas would pop into my mind. Mm. And the clique I hung out with, one day, some guy just asks, Have you ever tried smoking? Mm. And I'm like, Oh, I've never, dare, how? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Just go and try. And he gave me a cigarette and one that was not looking like a cigarette. Why would I know a cigarette? Maybe because of the billboards. Yeah. And obviously, I think yeah. I must have seen it somehow. And so I went home with these two sticks. So you're very strict, so <laughs> you are living <laughs> alone. No, no, I was 18 years old, so I was living <laughs> with them. So I knew I would have to sneak <laughs> out in the garden yeah. at night. Curiosity. Yeah. Because <laughs> what's this thing they keep daily glamorizing and saying it really feels good so I remember trying uh, the cigarette I coughed I didn't like it the smell (laughs) then I tried the other little one Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I remember seeing the the house go up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Literally these things happen I I, that was the first and last time I said so I, I had to I had to struggle getting up. So the house lifter I said, What is this? What I is that? <laughs> I remember going back to school and just telling this guy, uh uh-uh, uh, this one yeah. he had a name for it. Yeah. So I said, "Uh uh-uh, never, ever. Mm. And so, you see, that was just a passive way of... Passive introduction. Yeah. yeah. And and, uh, soon after that, it would be casual. Join us. We're going to the pub Mm. on our way home. You know, you've already done your ground school. If you were flying that day, you've already done your hours. And so, it became a habit. Mm. So, that casual use of alcohol in an environment that... um, Of people who are using the substance Mm. is what... uh, Mm. Introduced. introduced me okay. to alcohol. Uh, and so after um, flying school, I got my first license, which is a private pilot's license. And it was exciting because once you have a PPL, it, you can now pursue the commercial. I'd always wanted to work for the national airliner. Mm-hmm. And so um, <laughs> um, I've already gotten prospectuses from South Africa, America, mm. just just ready to just do this thing mostly abroad because of the costs mm. it's much cheaper the the weather is good all around the year and you I wanted to do it fast and so i remember my parents telling me oh you know what why don't you go to university fast fast <laughs> I said, I what? Why didn't you go to university as we sort ourselves out? Oh,
1: financially,
0: they didn't say it really, okay. but they said, as we sort ourselves out, why mm-hmm. don't you um, um, go, to, go uni- to university? Was referred to someone to check what diploma? Uh, just a short course, anything, anything. just anything, as as long as it was something to add on to. Okay, um, this aviation oh. career path. And in fact, it was. It, it sounded great because they were like, oh, you would be a pilot who has papers, mm. you know. You have uh, some educational, you know, but additional." Yeah. Went to the university, uh, showed my uh, resolved sleep, mm-hmm. and they were excited. And they were already telling me, "There's a letter that has been lying here for you. You've been invited to pursue a degree in nutrition at such and such a university," and that was. The worst day of my life, let's just I say. I cannot because, imagine how yeah, you felt. Yeah, so I knew I knew I wouldn't tell my parents when I got home, and it was the days of landlines. I mm. <laughs> <laughs> didn't live during that time. <laughs> you know, <it laughs> was yes, land, yes, yes, I was so, there. Landline,
1: I was there. Yes, yeah, so,
0: <laughs> so I knew I'm not going to share that information. Uh, but when I got home, a call had already been made, <laughs> and they were excited. And everyone was just excited that you've been called by merit, you know, by the Joint Admission Board. While you, inside, your are feeling. Inside, I'm what? thinking, oh, there goes the career. Mm. How will I ever fly, you know? And I believe that's w- the onset of the depression. Mm. When I went to university to cope um, with the disappointment, I remembered what I had picked up in flying school, which mm. was alcohol. Mm-hmm. And in the university, there was a student center. So when I was not in class, I was having a drink at the student center. And at times, I would drink on my own. And at times, it would be with people known to me. Mm. That's where I really abused her. Were
1: alcohol. you, what um, do you call it, living in the university or home?
0: I was living in the university. Oh, okay. So there was freedom mm. to do as I pleased. No one will know. <laughs> no one would know because yeah. alcoholics live double lives, mm. you know. Especially when you're in the stage of dependence, you try as much as you can to show that it is not a problem. It's not a because problem. Because you also notice Yeah. You also notice you're struggling, you're trying to stop but you can't. Yeah. 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 So um the drinking exposed me to so much um uh, what do you call it? Um I, I, I attempted rapes. Ooh. Danger, a lot of danger. Mm. A lot of danger. Yeah. How long the was the course? It was a four year. And so four By years the grace now of God, thank yeah. God, uh, there was the trimesters. I took advantage of mm. of the long holidays and went back to school. So I I did my degree in three years. Ah, yeah. um, I just you just it. wanted to finish. Just to finish, and because there's an incident that happened early in the mm. first year mm. that tainted my reputation, and it was. 'Cause someone tried to take advantage of me when I was intoxicated and everyone had their versions of that story. Mm. Um that incident uh changed how I perceived men. You know, I I, I always imagined a white wedding mm. and love and you know, you and know you wanted nothing. And my parents having been married and mm. they had this lavish wedding. I always imagined but something happened after that incident and the um and the ridicule and uh trying to report it and uh, my state Mm. uh, being questioned that I was not sober. So Mm -hmm. what am I coming to report? So I even sure... Things like those. those. And then also uh, with my allegations, many questioning only for this gentleman, this man to do it to someone else a Mm -hmm. month later and the same people who had really um, mocked me and would come to my face and say they don't think it is true, then coming to try and empathize or, you know, say sorry, and I coped by drinking more. And I really didn't care. You were very so
1: depressed then to think about I
0: it. didn't. I really didn't care. I drank more. And because alcohol, as I have come to study mm. what it is, is it is a drug, so it alters the way your body functions. Mm. And uh, because it is a drug, it uh, this particular alcohol has psycho, it's a psycho, it's a, it's a psychoactive substance that has uh, dependence producing properties. So as I drank more and as I drank heavily, my body used got used to it. Mm. And so even the times I tried to stop, I would have withdrawal symptoms, which then discouraged me from stopping. You tried to stop on your own. Yes, severally. In well, it's st- still in company. Yes, because I was, I would black out. Nah. I would drink to a stupor. I mm. would, I had no control over the drink. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Those are signs of you un- need al- help. Yeah, yeah. And those are early onset. You know, it's early onset. Mm. You can know. You have a problem. Were there friends not who t-
1: are like there to tell you also, or it's just you inward who was feeling? Hey, this is too um, much.
0: I th- at that time the c- people who are close to me, because it was someone close who violated me, mm. I cut off those people. Oh, so yeah. their advice may not have come in handy. Mm. I didn't didn't care. Obviously, there was whispers. Obviously, at one point, my parents now knew. knew yeah. And especially when I would uh, call drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, You'd call the I'd, same parents I'd that called drunk. You know. Oh, man. It <laughs> was tell s- <laughs> I'd tell them, you know, there's, 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 there's you been open strikes. There's been strikes yeah. in, the, in that Universi- particular yeah. university. Yeah. I remember there was one strike. We, we were not in the school. We were in someplace. Uh. And so it's all over the media. And so they're calling to check, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously,
1: yeah. the
0: response, you can know someone who's had one too many. Yeah. And I was trying to explain how it's, 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 it's bad out here. And my mom is saying, but Kata, you are drunk. Mm. I can hear it in your voice. And for them, they would get upset mm. like why 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 are you drinking why are you wasting yourself exactly mm-hmm. and there would be no more discussion mm. it would be like you need to do something about it and there would be no conversations mm-hmm. about it so that's that's the dark side of it <laughs> To your campus, you went
1: through four years. The three, the years, three
0: years, graduated.
1: Graduated with yeah.
0: a, with uh, graduated well. <laughs> <laughs> I never missed any cuts. so yeah. I never, never got retakes. An exam. Never did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I graduated. It was, yes. it was just uh, awesome mm-hmm. to having completed. Because when you're drinking, also. You're not the only one in that environment. Mm. You meet people who are also drinking, and there are those stories of people who came into campus and they drifted off into the slum area mm. and now they were drinking the cheaper liquor those were realities those mm. are things that we would see mm. and even people who um in in my school you know the the department mm. we'd heard of stories of a girl who came in. She had a bright future, but had been in campus for seven, eight years, never graduated. Mm. There are those cases, guys who'd been there 10 years. Yeah. Then you wonder how 10 years, mm. I mean, don't is there, isn't there disciplinary? Mm. But there are those cases. So when I graduated in three years, I was like, oh my goodness, thank God. But I was in denial that I had a drinking problem. Mm. But I did put my life at. Risk many times.
1: What next after graduation? Did you go back to pilot, or now you had to practice what
0: you've gone to school for? Uh, We that that became aviation was a closed door. Now by now, no, we never talked about it. uh, It In Enivo, Evio too, and so. But I'd keep my Mm. license. Um, after graduation, um, I got a job. I was very aggressive. I'd, Mm. I'd really, um look for uh, jobs aggressively I'd go to uh, functions it could be a family function and how everyone introduces themselves so anywhere I'd hear nutrition or health uh, mm. I would be on that person's case mm. and that's what happened I got an opportunity um, mm. and uh, started work for an international organization mm. and my role was nutrition education they have a range of nutritional products uh, supplements to be particular and we were in a day and age then when people had no idea what are these supplements yeah is it a replacement or is it an addition mm. or is it it is a supplement it's an add-on so mm. my role was to educate, educate yeah lots of independent distributors because it was a business opportunity mm. and i covered um kenya uganda tanzania it was uh, an American company, so the Americas we went and the South Africans we went because the regional office was in South Africa. And on these flights, especially the local ones within mm. East Africa, guess who the the co pilots, guess who the first mm. officers were? Mm.
1: Your <laughs> <classmate>. <laughs> My
0: former classmates oh, oh, God. And they be like, Hey, Nkaka off to and they're like, Ah, where are you? Oh, what God. where did you disappear to? you know? Mm. And I'm saying, Oh, I'm a nutritionist and I'm doo-doo-doo. and I it actually affected me. That I'd think, I would think I would think, ah oh, man, I would be I would be So disgusting. I'd I'd keep telling and and, and then I'd console myself. Um, I'd be like, I, anyway, my work was to travel the world. Mm. Yeah. Maybe not as the pilot, but look <laughs> at all these trips I'm doing.
1: You don't miss it right now? Oh, do you yes. still
0: like Think you would go back to a aviation? No, we do. I've done hours after,
1: yeah.
0: uh, just to keep the license current. Oh. But I haven't flown for a while. Okay. You know, as a, as a, a pilot, I haven't. Yeah. But it's something that um, I would consider. Oh. Obviously, not commercially. Yeah. You know, those dreams they, they're on a vision board somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, highlight of this trips was the drink. So after meetings, say in Uganda, in uh, Dodoma, or Mwanza, or in um, Kampala, or some place in Kenya, in Kisumu, or in Kakamega, mm. the highlight would be on a sinatabu at a mm. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Socializing Alone and getting or with high. The people you've met.
1: Uh, at it the it beginning with colleagues. Yeah. But
0: then as the um, drinking progressed and it was becoming a bit... Uh, out of hand I would avoid colleagues mm. because already there were people saying hey, Katha, you, you drink too much or you know yesterday we went for this uh, staff party I even the mm. the MD noticed and it wasn't so good mm. and uh, it's I started hiding from them what did that look like for you when you say it got too bad what did that look like for you Getting high and um, not dancing on tables. I don't think I ever danced <laughs> on tables, but getting high and dri- driving under the influence. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, getting high the next day is a, a, a work day. Or oh, did so would Ida, you show would, up to work? Either so hangover. I probably would call in sick. I think oh, I did a lot of sick leaves, <laughs> and then to, and then towards the end, I just wouldn't call. I would disappear for a week. Wow. And, a week. Uh, and 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 everyone is wondering where is this woman you know and those are the guilt trips you would go through guilt now
1: that's making you not show up
0: yeah because you're wondering what will they think the last time Mm. i drank too much i went to work so uh tipsy um and things like those um obviously it interfered with um work performance Mm. um because if you're nursing a whole hangover if you're not uh, sober 100%, obviously that's mm. a reality. That's, that's, a, that's a reality. Your performance is just... Yeah, oh, you, it was. And I remember I was a speaker and I'd go to all these mm. nations and um, I was a product manager. And therefore, there are n- countries that didn't have personnel in that area. So you go in and um, you can't do your work. Yeah, you dropped the a bo- gap, <laughs> a huge one. Yes, yeah, so definitely many warning letters. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you got warning letters of from yes. your bosses, <laughs> now? yes. Yeah. There's people who are concerned, mm-hmm. um, then. There was no intervention such as now, where HR will want to understand why are you drinking so much. Mm-hmm. Most HR um, departments, most organisations, mm-hmm. have mental health policies whereby mm-hmm. they want to understand why somebody is coming to work um, in a certain state. Why are they withdrawn? Mm-hmm. Why has their work uh, 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 they are not meeting targets? Um, unlike then, it was just con- uh, it was just um, in subordination, mm. and then you'd get um, just a warning. A warning. No one is trying to understand, understand what the issues. Yes. Is. yes. Okay. And that's what I appreciate now. Mm. See, so when you look back to then and now, there is a lot of improvements mm. that are, uh, have happened because mental health is now a serious issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yeah. long did you work? For that particular organization, I worked for nine years. Oh, that's a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's towards the end. Mm. You see, because alcoholism is a chronic Mm. disease. It's not um, acquired immediately. It's progressive. It's not um, like an infectious disease. You're exposed Mm. to a virus now and you get it. Mm. And the symptoms appear. So chronic is after a prolonged use mm. of this drug. So all those stories I'm telling you about is towards the end mm. of, it's towards when the addiction had just, when the alcoholism had just reached, you know, that final stage, mm. like there's a problem. Yeah. That's where now mm-hmm. I would <coughs> go to the office um, late because Or not show up f- now. And or not show up. Yeah, yeah, things like those. Did yeah. it have an impact
1: on your physical health in those years?
0: Mm.
1: Or because of maybe the nutrition aspect you are aware? Because I know there are people who even stop eating, so it has mm. even, the impact is
0: more. In fact, more the more reason, <clears throat> um, during those years of drinking, eh? mm. It was because I knew the harm that alcohol causes. Mm-hmm. Not as much as I know today. Um, it was more of being particular about my diet. I would really... You'd eat I well? I would eat not not really well. Mm. At times, I would just make sure I, I take my supplements. I would take my vitamin C. I knew what... Um, I didn't want hangovers mm. and, the, and the side effects of the booze. Mm um obviously these times i would go without uh, meals and um i was the leanest during those periods mm. of the drinking mm. yeah it's it's after i <laughs> i stopped drinking i gained weight uh, but i've always <laughs> were, like, been lean I, I i've not shared those photos, photos but i used to because it would be uh, a night out to the wee hours of the morning Get home, mm. drink some water, a glass of milk, and pop my supplements. Sleep, wait for the next drinking spree, which is probably later that like evening. Okay. And became a routine. Mm. It became a routine. So, um, obviously, my health um, uh, was affected because alcohol causes harm. It causes but harm. But did I have symptoms or did I ever get sick, sick, or a liver problem that manifested? No. No.
1: Yeah. And uh, all this time, how is your relationship with alcohol mm. affecting those around you? Oh wow!
0: Uh, um, if you look
1: back, how it is it affecting your relationships with your family, your people around you?
0: I became, um, I became that person everyone was concerned about. Mm. Um, I was living on my own um as a single person for some years mm. and because of the accidents obviously that would get known by other family members, then everyone would be really concerned about me. Accidents you mean car? Yes. Oh. I would have a car accident here mm. and there. Mm. Now that I remember, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um so many people would be concerned. And their worry was, why am I not seeing? Why you not That seeing? this drug yes. or this alcohol is messing me up. Yeah, had many conversations with the parents, obviously, mm. but I couldn't understand as well. So I would then pretend and avoid going home. <laughs> no, you don't want these people yes. around. Yeah, because you're also trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Many people who have a drinking problem. Mm. I've tried to stop numerously. It's not like Mm. um, someone does not get concerned when they black out in a club or they wake up and they don't remember how they got home. They Mm. worry. They get concerned. So because of the denial and not wanting to acknowledge that a drink got you to that state Mm. because it's perceived as recklessness, how could you, it's a moral issue, then you're so... Yeah, it's like a moral yes. issue, more. Well, yeah, a or you don't care. Flow. Yeah, or you don't care. Like, about which... or it's self-imposed. Yeah, like you got yourself into this mess. Yeah, when it is an it's mm. alcoholism, you have tried to stop, mm. but there's something that is drawing you to the drink, mm. and 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 even as we talk about alcoholism and addictions, that's why we focus on what is really the underlying issue. Mm. It's, not, it's not the substance. No, it's not really. the substance. For me, I have learned
1: this side through your content. Mm. That it's actually an addiction. Like, someone is actually also caring. Because I used to... When I'm Yeah. <laughs> and it's easy. Most yeah. of us wonder, Kwani, they don't see now it's harming them. I sure. mean, yeah. So... It's um, it's 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 a good education point to yeah. tell people it's a struggle. You you're struggling. Even at that point when <clears throat> people are asking, you can't see even you you're struggling to understand
0: why you can't stop. Yeah. 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 And and that's why we don't take it casually when we see the advertisements that are so aggressive mm. and where you just need to see an alcohol ad and you trigger. you just want what i mean even before the triggers even someone who's never used mm. when you see most of these advertisements they know how to hit the point yeah the fun times yes. they they always show togetherness yes and like you really need to enjoy this particular yeah. drink to be around people. And, yes, yeah. And then when you stop use, so these they, they don't highlight that it is any amount of alcohol that is harmful to your health. It's excessive. your physical. It said it's excessive. It's excessive. Yes. But uh, research, you know, we use evidence-based scientific research, and the latest research is showing that um, there are seven cancers that one uh, uh, stands a risk mm. or two. When you use alcohol, from um, um, cancer of the throat to <clears> throat> cancer of the liver, there's a cancer of the um, of the stomach. Stomach, yeah, yeah. All these major organs mm-hmm. um, that, uh, mm-hmm. like the liver, is a detoxifier, yeah. but it gets to a point that it's overworked. Yeah, yeah. Um, all alcohol is carbohydrates, so many people have pancreatic mm-hmm. cancer um or have issues with the sugars or balance. So um I wish we could focus on the harm the harm and prevention of the this harm. You know, prevention of this usage of these substances. Mm-hmm. Because many young people because of Because it looks fine. And sherehe is sherehe. You just need
1: to just... It's actually through meeting you that I have seen how alcohol has been normalized. Before, it was so normalized to a point I'm not seeing. Yeah. Yeah, This is a problem. You would drive along Gongrood and see 10 billboards following each other, following each other. And now when you see people struggling with addiction, that is enough of a trigger to just send them back to drinking. I've been more aware through you saying, Let's stop normalizing it. Let's stop normalizing it.
0: And, and, and many, many people um, who go through recovery programs, there are different interventions. Mm. Most is to correct that behavior. You know, you go through mm. rep, uh, therapy mm. so that you can um, be able to get yourself from environments mm. that promoted the substance use mm. to. To getting into environments mm. where there is abstinence of mm. the substance. Why do I say that? Many people who go through, say, rehab, or go through psychosocial support, um, once they are through with their therapy, they go back to the same environments. Mm. There are many who relapse just by virtue of that environment because it is fueled with these substances. Whether it is the friends, mm. the family the environment, yeah? But now, because at times someone cannot change Mm. the environment, then you would encourage them to change their friends. Mm. Many people maintain the same friends. Mm. One thing that I unconsciously did when I stopped drinking was never to pick up any call from a drinking buddy. Mm. Till today. Maybe the ones that I have picked up are people who know my story, Mm -hmm. and they are calling to either con- get you know get surprised that I really did struggle. Mm. Some knew I did. And others, are, they are asking for solutions. And mm. many of those who I used to drink with, they are those who have referred people who needed treatment. Mm. And they are in different rehabs mm-hmm. in, in, in Kenya. So uh, when we talk about um, the environment yeah. after recovery, or the triggers. It is that we have to be sensitive that these advertisements that most alcohol companies are mm. promoting aggressively on all platforms affect those people in recovery and also keep those who are drinking. In the habit, yeah. and also lure the youth or the young people, yeah. or to even try. anyone, cause Cause in any fine. age, yeah. to try. Yeah, to try. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that a lot. And so we would really, and it's not something that ha- this conversation is is always been there. That government through the parliament can come up with bills mm. to regulate regulate advertising, just as they have regulated. Um, um, tobacco, tobacco advertising. Uh, yes. yes, and also you see there's alcohol blow. Why, why do we have alcohol blow? Because they realize there's a mm, level. Accidents. Yes, yeah. there's lots of accidents. Many people are driving under the influence. And there's a certain level of um, intoxication mm. that you are not allowed to use a vehicle or machinery. So with such regulations, we're just hoping that Um, the advertisements can be... Yeah. The other uh, area that can be addressed. I see. I see where you're coming from. So
1: even as we are talking about you accepting that you have a problem, you acknowledging people telling you what is your turning point? Where is this point where you like... (laughs) "Eh." (laughs) This thing I have to stop. And and you, you've mm. said you've tried to stop several times. Yeah, I way. tried. How did time? trying to stop look for you by the way?
0: Um try trying to stop would always be after an incident. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like what did I, I do? do last yeah. night? Yeah. Oh uh, wow. Well, um so uh, there's one incident I remember very vividly, many years ago. Mm. Um, I'd gone for a function. It was a family, extended family function. It was a celebration. It must have been a graduation. I remember on that Monday, it was on a Saturday and Monday, there was, I had been invited to a certain TV station Mm. to talk about nutrition. And I remember that they were to talk about children's health or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) And so I go to the Saturday party. Mm. I emceed. It was great. Ah, my friend... The whiskey's overflowed, and Mm. you know how you can say, "Yeah, just have one. Don't worry." uh." Mm. Do you know? We I I left that place the next day. It was a relative's home next day, so it was a Saturday event in the evening, Mm -hmm. and it was not a big deal. Just sleep over. It's not the first time Mm. uh, visiting, and so woke up to to two o'clock. So so with with more, (laughs) with more. So you're waking up maybe at midday to to two o'clock. Remember, now it's Sunday, and Monday is the interview at 9 a.m. So I remember after I've left the, the house, or the home mm. of a relative, Tipsy, something just tells me, so you enter the local just mm. for one. Mm. Just one. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was leaving the place at 2 a.m. in the morning. Ooh. I don't know if I'm the one who drew, drove myself because I don't think I was in a state. And I did show up for that interview you at went? 9 a.m. And later on in the day, I just got messages. How dare you go on live TV? High as a kite. Huh? Or oh, people just sending and messages and saying, "Kathar, were you okay today? Like it, it was watched. visible that you were high so, on yeah. the interview. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> so that, 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 <clears throat> that's one example of... Yeah. Vowing never to have a drink ever. Okay. Because imagine in your normal mind, many people would have cancelled. Yes. Be like, eh, I can't make it. But you feel like you can still do it. I can. I was tipsy. Must have been because two AM, slept a few hours, got there maybe at eight. Oh, it was just a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. And I you always vowed remember. Never. I always remembered I I always remember that interview because I, not recently, I went back to that mm. station after so many years, and we were talking about suicide and mental health. And I shared that part, and I said, Wow I mean, I thank God for <laughs> redemption, <laughs> redemption because I'm here sober." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that was the one of the worst mm. incidences. So I stopped. Severally, um, I had uh, a couple of accidents where my car. Rolled, never got a scratch. Mm. Vowed never to drink again, but three, four days later was still drinking. So the turnaround came in um, twenty sixteen. I remember uh, in January,
1: I just uh, twenty sixteen, just hold there. We we were eighteen. How many years now ago? <laughs> what excuse me <laughs> <laughs> not for the purpose of knowing your I do, age I <laughs> <laughs> for the purpose of, are you, I do so no you comment know, you look 20, you look 20. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that for was, the purpose of understanding it's yeah. been um, how many years of struggling to stop or starting mm-hmm. to... Uh, over, over over 12 years. Over 12 years. Yeah. Oh, over
0: 12 years? Yeah. Oh, that's a journey. Yeah, oh, a It journey. was many years mm. of stopping and then restarting. Like mm. I said, mm. I would stop for six months. Oh, even There's six a time, months? the longest I ever stopped was uh, um, was six months. Mm. Addiction is a recurring, a relapse. Mm. Chronic recurring condition where you wow, have many relapses. How is
1: relapses. life the six months?
0: Oh, it was fresh. Mm. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. Mm. Just being, no hangovers. Mm. Being effective. Effective. You just feel great. And Mm. then, because I had been sober for so many months, I thought, if I just have a drink, it's not going to be a big deal. Oh, you're not going to fall hard. (laughs)
1: Oh, it's Let's like we,
0: we opened another can kind of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, yeah.
1: yeah. Stay tuned for part two of Nkatha's story and learn more about her turnaround. If you have related so far with this episode, leave a comment in the comment section. And remember to subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on the podcast platform so that you can be notified when the next episode goes up. See you on the next episode. <laughs>